Hey, Pepin. Yo, 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 yo. You know, I think I've heard you do that like 260 times now. Well, you know, if you include all of like the mistakes and everything, me just like doing it, you know, in my free time, especially when we used to room in college together. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I could see that. Can the first time we dropped an episode was in 2016. It's literally been five years we've been doing this. Uh, wait, are, are you insinuating that I've said it on every single episode and it's been... How many episodes? This is episode 260, dude. What the fuck? That, that's, it, that, that's pretty extreme. It it really is. And uh, that's every week for for five years. I think it'd be cool to to kind of take a look at like what what's changed in in five years since we started doing this and maybe even touch briefly on that that pilot episode that we dropped and uh, and revisit that just a little bit that's our number one most played episode yeah that, that that's kind of terrible listen to better episodes please that one not, not very good and also i do agree I, I i think we need to talk Welcome back. So glad you guys could join us once again. My name is Peter, and I'm joined here today with my best friend, Nathan Pepin. How's it going today, Pepin? Yo, yo, I am doing well. How about you, Meter? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks. Uh, five years, man. That's a really long time. Yeah, I, I'm kind of confused by it because you told me this the other day, and I th- thought you were kidding or mistaking or something like that because it doesn't feel like it's been five years Mm. no it doesn't it's pretty crazy and a lot has changed since then and uh, even in our own format a lot has changed some of it by necessity and some of it just by happenstance Mm -hmm. yeah i'm trying to think of anything because i for me it's like a gradual change if we've made changes Mm -hmm. uh I, i guess one big format change is that we're doing it remotely now and mm-hmm. that's got a couple different like aspects to it but i think the main is that we just got the equipment and the resources to figure out how to do it remotely yeah yeah and obviously 2020 pushed pushed that pretty hard we were still doing a lot of in person but mm-hmm. being you know uh not having to drive an hour and a half each way is very nice on my part um to I I definitely appreciate the remote. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I feel your pain. Uh, I had to drive to your place one time, and it was terrible. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But you know, it, this has its own challenges. But we've talked about a lot of things. Have you ever scrolled through our lit like our two hundred and sixty episodes before? Uh, a bit. And- yeah. And read some of the titles and been like, when the hell did we talk about that? <laughs> but pretty much. Well, okay. So I do almost all the editing every once in a while. Meter edits an episode. But been a long time. Yeah. I, I've done most all the editing. And there's honestly been episodes I've found to edit. And I just get surprised because like, wait, when did we do this? Wait, what are we talking about? Where's this going? Like, I, I forget mm-hmm. we even had a conversation about the topic. And also, it's a nice little surprise for you to get to listen in. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. 
like we had one where we talked about the B story or something like that, like with Jerry Springer or Seinfeld or something. And yeah. that I forgot we did that. And I was like, this is an episode we did. Wait, we talked with Jerry Springer. Uh, yeah, Jerry Springer. Yep. Uh, he, oh, okay. he started in the B movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, Jerry. I remember that. Yeah. And there's been some other ones that were pretty interesting. Like, of course, there's some episodes that I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be a great one to edit. Like, one of my favorite ones is the one where I talk about my dreams. Like, mm -hmm. not like literal dreams, but like an elephant dream. And mm -hmm. you and Brian were discussing it. I found that one really interesting because I was like, oh, yeah, what does this mean? But uh, a lot of them I just forget about, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, and that's wild because, like, I re-listened to episodes and I remember almost all of it, uh, even if it's sometimes subliminally, because I'll be like, oh, man, I really hope I make this point. And then I make that exact point. I'm like, oh, OK, so I already knew I was going to make that point. And you and I are like way different in that aspect. We brought this up before, but the way yeah. I usually listen to it is like, oh, I wonder what am I going to say? Oh, that's interesting what I said. Oh, that's kind of dumb. Oh, OK. Maybe I'm a little bit funny. <laughs> and that's, so, uh, yeah, I think we're getting to a, um, you know, Simpson South Park era in what we're doing where we're like, everything that we've done, we've like everything we could do, we've feel like we've done before. I catch myself almost every episode saying something similar to what you just said of, I know we've talked about this before, but, and then kind of reiterating a point uh it, it seems like a lot of points get recycled um in making other points in the future i think that's kind of true uh again we've been i don't know let's say each episode has been about an hour long that's not the case mm -hmm. okay let's say half an hour so oh, half an hour closer. divided by 260 or whatever i don't know that's some yeah huge amount of hours 130 hours so at, at some point, you know, we're pulling from our relational experiences and there's only so much there. And there's also only so much we can draw the consciousness. At the same time, I think most of our discussions have actually been relatively unique, which is kind of strange, especially that we're not like a podcast that focuses on any particular topic. Topic We talk about lots of different weird, random things. Hmm. Yeah. And I do not mean to insinuate that... Uh... You know where we're running out of anything just that uh we have a lot of content mm -hmm. um which yep. is a really cool thing to to have out there but we have we constantly have a list in our discord called topics that has 15 plus things on it at all times so we're we're always ready to talk about more things um but what so what's what's changed in the last the last five years we're talking format of the show I know it started with a lot more philosophy. Mm -hmm. um, the first couple of episodes, uh, we had G on for, for a lot of those. Um, and then it, it slowly feels like it changed some over time to, to have some more anecdotal stuff, stories. Um, and since then, we have tried our best to do smart comedy, to try and do the throwing in some philosophy, throwing in a lot of ideas about what we do. Uh, without necessarily sticking only to let's talk about philosophy or let's talk about like something funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the format honestly has changed more to just discussions we would have like mm -hmm. off air 
which mm-hmm. which kind of ironic because the premise of the show is like two friends talk about you know what they talk about right yeah and we maybe aren't typical friends like that or because mm-hmm. I think I think a lot of friends they don't talk about much or they just talk about aspects of their lives. Whereas we always tend to go in random directions, and whether that's me or you, we're both kind of pulling that direction, but also discussing mm-hmm. the other things. So we don't discuss personal things in the show as much. But I, I I think that a lot of these conversations that we're having are just those kind of conversations. I think I think that's kind of more the way we evolved. If if that makes any sense to you, I don't know if you agree with that. Yeah, no, and I, I think it's perfect because that was what we wanted as well was to have that friends having a conversation type feel. And I think we grew into that very, very well. Um, so it's been it's been a lot of fun. We've got to meet a lot of really cool people, mm-hmm. uh, talk to a lot of really cool people, which has been amazing. Um, uh, our first episode, let's, let's talk about that briefly because that's our number one most played episode, right? The pilot. Now- when I first noticed that that was the case, I think you and I had a conversation about it and we both agreed audio quality is bad. Um, I was in, I was living in Manchester at the time and you called me on the phone and recorded my phone audio through the computer. Maybe it was Skype or Facebook live or whatever, but Mm -hmm. regardless, it was crappy audio for that reason. And I was sick at the time, which is why I didn't come to your house. So, uh, it was just a, a mess of we need to put something out or we're never going to do it. And we ended up releasing it as episode one and then never missed a episode since. But I think we were both consistently shocked that like that continues to be the most played episode. In an effort to resolve that, I changed the title of it to pilot instead of episode one so that people understood like this is very unpolished this is just like a proof of concept this is not an actual like episode and yet it remains i don't know if it's a topic thing or if it's because people want to start at the beginning mm-hmm. um but at minimum audio quality in that thing is awful yep yeah and we had some issues with audio quality throughout time and we still have issues from time to time too mm-hmm. it's just kind of the nature of the beast um and I think that's one of the big things we've improved on, something I've kind of pushed forward. Uh, we were using these uh, condenser microphones. Uh, they're actually pretty decent. New year, new, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, newer, that's right. That's newer, uh, 700s. And they're like $20 on Amazon. And some people think or despairs them a lot because they're not like the top of the line microphones. But for, oh, he got one right there. Uh, but for what they do, they're actually really nice. Like if you want to get started with a podcast and you don't have that much money, uh, I would probably say it's a good option. Maybe you go with a more modern version of it. Cause there's a couple other options out there, but honestly it, it did as well. I think the one thing that was kind of tough is we had three people at one point, me, you and Gideon, and we had two mics. So yeah, one person was using one side. The other was, using the other and those microphones aren't made for that. So it didn't sound that great. Yeah. Early on, um, budget limitations where we're a serious, a serious thing as well as just tech limitations in general. Um, but yeah, having, having you on board, there, there's no way this show would have ended up being produced without, without you doing all of the tech stuff. Um, so huge, huge props on that for sure. 
Yeah, and one thing that made it easier for the most part is that we have gotten skilled at what we do where we're kind of self-editing as we go. Mm -hmm. um, so we've established certain practices and I've advocated for a couple, but we, we, we've gotten good enough at this where I don't actually have to do too, too much editing. Like most of the content we put or we talk about is good. Every once in a while I have to cut stuff out, but more so it's cutting little time delays with uh, latency issues with whatever we're using to record. But for the most part, like we don't talk over each, over each other, or if we do, it's kind of more natural in a way. Like it's an obvious interruption. Uh, we don't do a lot of ums and ahs and everything like that. Like we try to keep things simple. And we also have this idea, which I wrote a whole like article about is pass the mic because we kind of know where we stop and then where we go. Now that aspect I think was a little bit tougher to get with the remote recording because there is a time delay. Cause if I stop talking, from my point of view, like I just stop talking and then you're just kind of sitting there. But from your point of view, you don't hear me start talking or stop talking rather for like a second later. Right. So in that second of dead air, it's just so hard for someone who is trying to create content to just what be there. So mm. we had a lot of discussions about those sorts of little topics and how to handle them. And I think we've gotten very adept at handling them. And not only that, but I think when we have guests on, the format that we have, you know, depending on the guest, we've had a couple of guests who are a bit uh, of a uh, ruckus. We might, say, I don't know, is it, I want to disparage them, but uh, they, they just couldn't call stop. them out by name. Um, you want me to? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they, they have more of the issue of they don't stop talking uh, and they, you know, they're always just trying to fill gaps and can't wait things be, mm -hmm. which is okay. But I think out of like, all of our guests for the most part we even ones who aren't doing the podcast sort of thing we're able to kind of get them into the sphere and feel comfortable and kind of just it's a very natural conversation like way more natural mm -hmm. than it should be i i mean i would personally rather have somebody who talks a lot and knows how to fill air than somebody who like has nothing to contribute to the conversation which is mm -hmm. much harder to you know bleed a stone than it is to to filter it down mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I, I'd say there's two different types because there's like the type like uh, uh, Mason uh, or Fishstick from, yeah. uh, I don't know, radio. And mm -hmm. he is an expert at this because he's working with us. Like, I, I feel like he's a collaborator, like when mm -hmm. we do the podcast. And because yeah. if there's a, like a like a dead moment or something where it's getting a little bit like off kilter, like he comes in and kind of like nudges things in the right direction. Like he knows exactly what to do. And he's a professional. Yeah. So, of course, he does. Uh, whereas some people like uh, they they're a bit more insecure, but I, I think yeah, better it's the one who talks too much than talks too little, because mm -hmm. those people you know if, if you ask them a question, oh thank you Anna, uh, we got Anna in the chat saying happy anniversary guys, Anna one of our big time fans, more of a fan of meter though, who's not, um God, damn <laughs> went fucking hard on that one. <laughs> Jeez, um. <laughs> I don't know if I feel bad or not. <laughs> fuck, dude. <laughs> Roasted me from heaven. But, you know, I, I think, yeah, better someone who talks too much, but best that's the one that's understand the process and kind of mm -hmm. the vibe. And yep. I think for the most part, 80% of our guests, they understand the vibe. They get it. Mm -hmm. And you know, 10% uh, maybe talk a little too much, but it's still fine. It's good content. And 
it's our job to work with anybody and to make mm -hmm. them look good. So whatever makes them look good is going to make us look good. It, but it's not even about us looking good necessarily. It's just about having a good time, making something yeah. entertaining. Yeah. I know I, I've tried to do a, a, as best as I could to vet people too before um, inviting them on, not just inviting literally anybody and making sure it's somebody who's going to understand the vibe, fit the vibe, uh, be able to talk, uh, be able to listen and contribute and all of that. So um, definitely, yeah, we've been very lucky with the the guests we've had thus far and uh, surely will will have in the future. Um, I think that the actual content of that first episode, that Pink Floyd episode, was actually really good, uh, if I remember correctly. It's been a bit since I listened to it, but I think we talked like very intelligently about Pink Floyd and the albums and, and all of that. I think it was actually a really good conversation, just the quality was very poor enough from an audio standpoint. Mm -hmm. Right, right. The technical aspects. Uh, I, I think the episode I have the most fond memories of, and maybe I wouldn't if I listened to it more recently, but uh, there's a time travel episode we did with G. And there's just some aspects to that where we discussed like just like that's the smartest, but the stupidest we've ever been. Yeah. Like, I don't know how, I think we talked about graph theory at one point in that. Talked about like, what if you went back in time, fucked Hitler's grandfather to prevent Hitler yeah. from becoming the being. And yeah. we, we just went back and forth between like, like the smartest thing you could maybe say for us and the dumbest thing you could say for anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think that's kind of the line we, we try and walk, right? That's that hashtag smart comedy that feel that uh, we've we've made into our our brand as a whole um, is saying smart things in a stupid way or stupid things in a smart way, mm -hmm. um, towing that line where the two things kind of overlap. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, would you say that you've improved in any aspects in say your everyday life, or has the podcast say influenced you outside of the podcast? Yeah, I mean, I I own a podcast company um so that was kind of a big deal the amount of connections that i've made uh to other amazing artists and creators and um collaborators is outstanding it's amazing and, and otherworldly um my my mic work my voice work very good being able to fill time and space with you know content of of some sort is great um so I yeah I've definitely I've grown in a lot of ways because of the show uh, and obviously equipment wise uh, learning how to edit some stuff uh, has all been very very um, has all come from the show mm -hmm. right I would say for myself I've taken a lot like I think my ability to vocalize and kind of uh, express myself has greatly increased and also some of my say social ability uh a lot of that stuff interestingly enough i had worked on prior to the podcast because prior to the podcast i was i mean maybe many few years before that but i used to be way way different like i was very very quiet uh, when i spoke people had a hard time understanding me and what i was trying to say like to me it was very evident metered you could understand me just well but a lot of people, like, I don't know, I'd, I'd say things that I thought made complete sense, but 
I don't know if it's just a way I vocalized them. Maybe I didn't dumb them down enough. Maybe I just was dumb myself and how I expressed it. I don't quite know. Probably a combination of all three. But people had a very hard time understanding. Also, I was very kind of socially oblivious. And so I worked on that a bunch before the podcast. But with that said, I think the podcast has even taken that to an even greater extent and level. That said, though, I think there's been one negative aspect to the podcast in that I've gotten very custom and very good at long form conversation, but my ability to have short term conversation is very poor. Like if I have short term conversations, it's very, very short and just mm-hmm. like not uh, like, I don't know, I, it's hard for me to discuss things with people and not have them go deep. And so a lot of times I'll just avoid going any level of depth because I feel like I'm going to like unturn stones that people never wanted to unturn. Not in a bad way, but just like, dude, I was just asking how you're doing. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, we've, we've been there too, uh, with having conversations that, and we've done that a million times with before or just after recording where we're like should we record this now it's just gonna be a quick conversation and then it's like an hour long one and we're like that was really good content that's now lost to time um but you know what i think that's that's our private podcast right that's the podcast that only you and i will ever get to hear is some of those uh some of those conversations that never were able to be recorded because we were like this is just gonna be a quick just quick little conversation and it wasn't mm-hmm. yep Yep, I, I I definitely got to say that. Now, do you find that issue with people more generally, or is that something that you're able to navigate better? Uh, I don't think I have too much of a of an issue with that. I have a hard time with conversation in general with initiating, uh, but keeping conversation, I'm not not too bad with. Mm-hmm. I don't know that any of that has changed because of the show, though. Um, I think that's, I think that's just been standard for me in general. Yeah. One thing I find I have a hard time with, and maybe this isn't connected with this show as much, but I feel like a lot of times if I try to broach more complicated subjects or I don't know, kind of not, I'm not going to say deeper subjects, but this like subjects in general, with a lot of people, they get kind of like defensive and standoffish especially mm-hmm. if they have some sort of like maybe expertise or experience with that. Like I might try to talk to somebody about music in which, you know, I'm, I'm very passionate about like say music, music theory, certain things. But when I try to broach that subject, it gets kind of like, uh, like this conversation kind of gets shut down. Like didn't want to have the conversation and maybe just a slight air superiority there, but maybe they're worried that I'm going to start blabbing a lot and that's why they're shutting it down so or hard to say but that that's one aspect i have a hard time with just because in the podcast we talk about anything like we, we choose a subject and we just kind of dive deep into it so i think maybe there's an expectation from me there which is unrealistic perhaps mm. yeah we've set an unrealistic conversation standard mm-hmm. yeah well we also talk for like we said at least like uh 45 minutes for every episode so yeah. th- there's that aspect too that's true. Uh, That's true. I'm trying to think of like any other aspect. Uh, definitely my mic work is pretty, pretty great. I got to say, uh, I I think both 
of us do a really good job. And I, th I think I've gotten better at just kind of short hitting, like a little quick spiel about how to use the mic to people. Because it used to be very do, 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 do. But now I can get people like a quick one, two, which, which is good. Um, yeah. So what's, um, let's, let's just talk about life in, in a little more generality. What, mm -hmm. what's changed for your life? I mean, five years, it's a, it's a long time. We were originally recording in, in your parents' house basement. Uh, that's where the, other than obviously the pilot, that's where it used to take place. That was the, the core place we recorded in your room there. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think we're both in very different situations than we were five years ago. So if I was to summarize, uh, first thing is move to another place uh, and got promoted to like a management job at a coffee shop. Uh, and then uh, we spent some time on my bed recording podcasts instead of in chairs. So that was a great change right there. Mm -hmm. uh, and then after that, I got to another place, moved out from there and... We did a bunch of recording there and got a different job as a banker and then found I couldn't progress with that. So then I got type one diabetes, moved to another job. <laughs> I found I couldn't progress with that. So then I got type one diabetes. It's a, it's a logical progression, Steve. <laughs> okay. The classic progression of stuck at my job, I'll just get diabetes. Oh, wait, I forgot the point where I got dick surgery. So uh, that I think that's between that's the coffee shop job and the banking job. It seems like whenever something bad happens to me, I get another job. Yeah. So You move up, though. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, and now, so then I got a job in uh, tech support, and that was miserable. And then I got a better job in the same company as IT. So that's better. And then looking to move up from there. Uh, I don't know so if that's you just a, need more dick surgery, more dick surgery, or mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe I just need to get my foot caught off or something. That would be the motivation yep. to, to yep. do something. Oh, that would be a progression for your job and a progression for your diabetes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, two birds, one foot. That's perfect. <laughs> okay. Uh, is, is there anything? Cause I, I think the way I just described it, it mostly had to do with work. And mm -hmm. I don't know if that's just my self-conception of myself or if I'm just that boring. Uh, I guess I made a Kegel app at one point, but now it's off the store. I've done a couple other old things like that, but uh, I don't know. St studying for a computer science degree. There's that. Mm -hmm. uh, I haven't, I don't, I don't think I've done too, too much. But then again, I think my self-narrative isn't as full as other people. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Sa Sasha is saying that she came at dick surgery. Perfect. A little strange, uh, you know, wh wherever you want to do, Sasha. Uh, so, Meter, how? <laughs> uh, you're you you skipped over your social life. Oh. And then you, okay, maybe you're purposely doing that, and you um you didn't talk about any of your like art projects, like um your reaction series. Oh, I guess that's true. So let's see. Uh, social mostly been with you. I got a girlfriend now, so that that's nice. Uh, met her through the bank, uh, and because you saw how much money she had, uh, you were like, well, "We're gonna date now." 
Well, she is part of my long-term 2021 financial plan, so there's that. That's a nice way to find it. Uh, but uh, I started a side podcast with uh, Patrick uh, mm -hmm. called Damn, uh, Does Anything Matter? We haven't done that as much because Patrick's been actually, he started a book publishing company. So he's been busy kind of getting books published for people. That's amazing. Uh and then I've been a couple other friends. One had a baby, so haven't seen him much at all. And I'm trying to think of anything else. Oh, yeah. So I've done some reaction videos and also a couple of videos of memes. Uh, both, I'm, I want to get back into. It's just like such a, I don't know, such a pain to do. Like the meme ones are amazing. Those are, those are so good. They're so frenetic, but like, on point at the same time it's insane yeah i have lots of different ideas for that and also i have some like ideas for like videos in general and we're gonna go on a side tangent here but i'm gonna pull up my phone because I, I just been thinking about troll videos like okay uh so so there's a trend with videos where it's like uh you know master of puppets but every time he says master it speeds up right yeah uh, so I got one, uh, Master of Puppets, but every time he says Master, it stays the same, te same tempo. <laughs> <laughs> so literally just a re-upload of their song? or it, Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that would be very good. Uh, so we have the life of Socrates. Uh, so here, uh, uh, you know, I'm going to study how Socrates lived, and I'm going to try to spend 24 hours as Socrates. Mm -hmm. uh, but the thing is, I'm gonna have to learn how to like learn ancient Greek and yeah. wear a toga, and I'm not gonna know how to record on my camera, so I'm not gonna have any footage of it. But it's like retrospective. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of the idea there. Uh, one, Perfect. One other idea I had was uh, so it's it's like it's a video where I do like a before and after because I see before and afters are pretty popular. So mm -hmm. I just like take a picture of something. All right, this is the before, and then. I just do something, I don't know, like say run every day. And then I just take pictures of things and I have my progression. And then it's a before and after. Of something not related to the action you're taking? Yeah, what's well, kind of what a before and after is. Like you take a picture of something and then, or well, you just take a picture really. And then sometime later you take another picture and then you just take, keep taking pictures. So the video concept <laughs> is that like maybe I take a picture of like the wall and then it ends with a picture of like a bagel. It's like, oh, there's a lot of change here. There's a lot of change there. <laughs> I'm not sure what it means, but it definitely did something. So I could tell you that much. You know, it would be a cool and artistic way to take that is to take a picture at the same time every day, regardless of where you are. And then the change isn't necessarily in the, in, in the contents of the picture itself, like the change of a single thing, but rather the change of your placement in the time space continuum over time. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Not that. quite trolly enough for you, huh? No, no, that, that seems too artistic. <laughs> well, I mean, that's kind of what it, what you were doing though. Is it? <laughs> oh, I had a trolley video, uh, project idea that I haven't acted on. Uh, are we talking about the fake ads or no? You haven't no, done it. But the, the one, those are great. 
Uh, we're talking about the unboxing videos. You do unboxing videos of things that shouldn't be unboxed. Like, here's an unboxing of cereal. <laughs> here's an unboxing of tissues. Like, things that aren't, like, designed to so just rip open the bag of cereal completely. Like, I actually did a, um, I did a concept test of a, a cereal one unboxing. Uh, and I, I just thought it was very funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely like that idea. That's a very good troll idea. Mm. Ooh, that reminds me of one of the video idea I had. Uh, essentially, it's like, okay, I'm going to make pasta. This is, this is how to make pasta. And then I just do like anything but make pasta. Mm. All right. So, all right. So first we're going to pull out some forks. All right. And now let's go over to the sink and look at it. Okay. And now this is how you f- fold the clothes. Just do it this particular way. And then we're going to put it in the drawer. And then at the end, uh, you have pasta and it's just not pasta. <laughs> that could be, if, if done correctly uh, to be entertaining, that could be really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think this is the troll side of me wanting to come out. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess that's one big change is I've become much less of a troll or maybe I've become like a good troll. Maybe that's the way to put it. Like a productive troll. Troll for content. Yeah. That 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 is actually pretty much it. Because that that's what a lot of what I do on the show is I say things that maybe are ridiculous or things which are I don't know. I, I say things that will gr- generate reactions and kind of uh ideas. And that is essentially a troll, but you're trying to troll for entertainment as opposed mm-hmm. to something which is like negative reactions or like anger. Yeah, troll for uh, everybody's entertainment, not just your own. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. th- that's a good way to put it. Uh, healthy troll. Uh, now, for you yourself, Meter, how would you say that you've evolved, changed, modified? Also, uh, before we start that, uh, Travis Ashley, Ash- Ashley, Travis Ashley says, I hope you are ready, Meter. For next Monday night, I'm coming for you. Oh, and happy anniversary. Well, thank you, Travis. Uh, I know you'll be coming next Monday night, and I'm ready. So uh, see you there. Uh, yeah, he is talking about for Evolve Sports Live. Um, there's a, an event going on called Clash 3. Um, and Evolve Sports is actually really cool. It is the progression of TPC Sports. Uh, has now become Evolve, and it's a ladder system for sports. So uh, they do every other Monday, they do Clash, and the idea is to have a card, like a fight card, where you have two or three different matches on it, and one of them is like the title match, and then there's a couple of undercard matches that go first. Um, So it's a really cool way to do like online sports. It's not a season. It's just one-on-one matchups, player versus player, uh, and it's it's actually a really cool and inventive new idea that Evolve Sports is the only one I know who's doing. Uh, and he is talking about I beat Shane's Gaming and Clash 1 uh, in the title match in hockey, uh, the hockey division, to become number one contender. And he won a um, bracket tournament, double elimination, uh, at the end of TPC Sports uh, career. So he was him and I are number one contenders for a currently vacant title. Um, so one of us is going to be walking away with a, the first ever Evolve Sports Live hockey champion and hold on to that title until somebody can take it away. 
So really, really exciting. Uh, and that's coming out this coming Monday, which uh, is uh, not this coming Monday, next Monday, the 21st, uh, based off of when we're recording. So, hmm. But yeah. that is one of the projects that I'm a part of is uh, the Evolve Sports Live community. And it's really, really cool. If you're interested, let me know. And we'll uh, we'll see if we can get you involved. Yeah, that was one thing I was very surprised with is your shoutcasting. Because uh, I knew that was kind of a thing, but I didn't know you'd be doing it. Also, the D&D, that caught me by surprise, too. Yeah, definitely took on a lot of D&D. Um, ran a campaign for over a year um, with the same six people throughout. And uh, it was a 100% custom campaign. So... Uh, that was really fun to tell that story together with them, have their characters go through arcs, and overall there be a story arc. Um, that was a heck of a lot of heck of a lot of fun. Um, and now I I joined another group that does six hour sessions every Friday uh, in person. So a bit of a change, very very different feel from doing it online and with different people in general. Uh, but D and D is a lot of fun, and it it's really good for improv skills voice acting um character development storytelling all of that stuff that i'm a big fan of and continuing tr continually trying to hone my skills in mm. six hours sounds like a lot of time yeah Jeez. it's a it's very long it's six to midnight and then it's a it's a long drive home but it's totally worth it to to have that fun and right now the character i'm playing is a changeling so their whole shtick is that they can change into any race, and in doing so, uh, they can change into any gender and any race at will. So I ha get to do all of the accents and all of the different voices. Um, I was a, a tabaxi, which is a cat person. I was a dwarf, um, the changeling themselves. I was a minotaur at one point, a human, and a goblin. So mm. all those different voices um, in the course of those six hours. So it's a, it's a really good opportunity to flex. That that race, is it a race? Changeling? Yeah. So it just sounds like somebody was like, what race do you want to be? And you're just like, all of them. <laughs> yup. Pretty much. Huh. So D&D &D is one, one interesting thing. Uh, I know we've been doing some music on the side or yep. maybe I, I think you're kind of like me. Cause like you will get really involved in something at certain points and maybe you stop for a little bit, then you get really involved in it. So, uh, you came out with an album, Jamas Fu, if yep. I'm saying that correctly. And then you have a new album, uh, I believe it's Press Gave You. Yep. Uh, what, what was the change or how, how did, how did you like what caused your impetus to kind of go towards that direction? Yeah, I I released Jamais uh, Vu four years ago. Uh, and then I kind of went silent on the music scene for four years um, and kind of learned and grew and listened and um, practiced stuff. I wrote a little bit of stuff here and there, but it was nothing serious. And then, you know, I was having some, some stuff in my personal life that it was making me feel stressed out. Hmm. And... I wanted to, I, I was so used to like having bad coping mechanisms and like doing, like ma just ma using, making bad decisions on how to handle not f 
feeling great about things in my life that I don't have control over. And I wanted to like make positive change. So um, art is a really good way to do that if you, you do it in, in a positive way. So I kind of honed in on art and exercise to, to get rid of those negative feelings. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it started out writing a single song and then another song spilled out and then another one. And I had four and I'm like, okay, well now I need to do a full EP. I just need two more songs. So then I did two more. And since then I've written two more songs and then two sets of 16 bars for uh, one of which I just dropped today on a really real, which is a Facebook group that is a bunch of people who do just raps and beats and they're having a competition right now, a 16 bar competition. That's really cool. So I wasn't, I came too late for that, but I just wanted to kind of introduce myself to the group. So I did a little, a quick little 16 bars and that was all, it, it's really fun. I, I get a lot of enjoyment out of writing and rhyming and twisting words together um, and kind of trying to draw from a lot of the, the things that are in my mind, tell a story, but do so in an eloquent way that is fun to listen to. Uh, and I get to play with my voice a bit because mm -hmm. there's some, there's some, different accents and voices on the on the ep yeah yeah i really loved your first album and i had a part in producing it you did uh, there's definitely a challenge uh because it's not work i've quite done before or as yeah. much uh but i think for what it was it came out really well mm -hmm. and it, it's like you know I, I still listen to some of the songs to this day i'll be listening to the new album as a part of a reaction series somewhat time soon but like if you haven't checked out meters uh work and you like rap or even if you don't like rap uh definitely give it a check because like i really enjoy some of the the, the lyrical flows and kind of the schemes that are happening uh, but if you look at the lyrics the lyrics are always like on point like for me there's like depth in there and it's something that i kind of need out of that kind of music sometimes you can get like music I guess rap where the lyrics aren't great, but they're delivered very well. Uh, like Eminem, he has like some really good lyrics, but I think part of the way he just says the lines is part of the joy in listening to him. Yeah, uh, I think your lyrics have like they stand on their own. Like you don't need Eminem to rap them, but the fact that you're rapping them and it's the ways you do, I think just is, is you know, top tier. So I just love it. That's super humbling. I appreciate that. Um, I bought the domain meter live. Uh, so that's an easy way to get to all of my music. It has listen links on there. Um, and I just built a really simple website for it, but, mm. um, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. I'll be doing a music video for the first track. On, uh, we did a music video for the final track on La on Jamais Vu. Uh, and this is going to be a progression of that and kind of a, a, a good story about like where, where I'm at now. Uh, and the, the change over time. So I've, I've been really excited and I've gotten to work with a lot of really, really talented people. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, yeah, music's been really, really big lately. Um, and I got a lot, of, a lot of love for a lot of people in the industry who've, who've helped me out. Yeah. One thing I can think of is that your voice has been consistently improved over the years. And that's not to say that your voice was bad before. My voice is still bad. It, my voice is probably still as bad as it was back then. Maybe I speak more confidently or a, bit, a little bit better. But your voice is just like, 
you know, it, it's, it's like fine wine. This kind of grows with age. And I think you can see that on some of the new songs that you've kind of released or some of the songs from a few years ago. But also, I, I know that you've done some voiceover work and some fake ads, which has just been excellent. And I, I was hoping we could touch on that a little bit. The fake ads are a lot of fun. I actually did one um, about your series. Um, and it's it's from the Church of Nostalgia going against Mimetics, um, your Mimetics series. Um, and it's just as frenetic as, as your Mimetics, but from the opposite point of view. And it's really fun. Uh, I have a lot of fun with those fake ads. Um, I have some concepts written down that aren't like full ideas that I'm I'm struggling to turn into something, but uh, yeah, I I definitely like uh, that. Would be fakeadguy.com, and the ad is an ad, uh, and that'll take you to my YouTube channel, which will have the the fake ads on there. Um, but those are always really really fun to to do. I did them originally for I don't know radio, um, which uh, is not currently creating uh content so i haven't pushed that very much uh recently but i i always have different projects going for for creative stuff trying to continue to push out uh things that are creative and support other people who are doing creative things mm -hmm. also one point i'm just going to make real quick is that you can't argue against the medics because arguing against the medics is mimetics in itself it is a meme and therefore mm -hmm. Everything goes towards the mimetic singularity. Uh, this is inescapable. We're all memes. You should really listen to the the ad against it if you haven't heard it. The, the ad is anti-meme propaganda, or at least that's its aim, but ends up yeah. being pro-meme pop propaganda because everything is pro-meme propaganda. <laughs> the huge power of memes is that even anti-memes are memes. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's yeah. It's it's a weird it's a weird kind of juxtaposition. The only way to actually go against memes, and this is getting way off topic, I'm sorry. But the only way to go against memes it's to not replicate anything. Hmm. Like this hundred percent originality. Uh, that, oh, that's actually true too. So either you can be vacant or you can be a hundred percent original. But then hmm. that original thing can't be replicatable. Mm-hmm. And those are just the, like me. Can't replicate this. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I buy that. I buy that. Uh, I'm trying to think of any other aspects of your life uh, that have occurred. I know you've gotten a couple different jobs or really even yeah. three different jobs, but uh, I don't know if that's something you want to touch on or if it's yeah. intriguing. Nah. Um, I did. I did. I was into speed running for a little bit. Um, and I'll, I'll probably touch back into that, um, closer to the November time period, but, um, I have, I'm on speedrun.com, uh, under meter, uh, I'm ninth in the world for quest 64, any percent glitchless. Um, so that was, that was pretty cool. That was a big goal to make top 10, um, which there were only eight total, uh, people who had records. So top 10 was pretty easy literally i just needed to submit anything but i did actually make an attempt to like do a, a complete run and i did the um it, it's actually glitched not glitchless i don't know why i said that um but i actually like did the legitimate glitches and practiced and all that it took me a significant amount of time and then um 
So that was a lot of fun, and that community is amazing. If you if you have any interest in Quest sixty four, definitely check that out because that that community is really amazing. Mm-hmm. Speedrunning is very very interesting. I never knew you did that either. So that's something I just learned. <laughs> Fair enough. It is in the Discord under Meter Projects. Mm. Um, I have everything kind of on there and sorted out. Um, so I released a book in November. Um, which was just pretty much, uh, I, it was a goal of mine before I turned 30 to have released a, to have written and released a book. So I took all of the, the writing and, and poetry that wasn't rap, um, and turned it into that book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I kind of filtered them down and added a little bit of polish, uh, so that it was only kind of the best of the best and, and released that as a book. So that was, that was a big accomplishment for me. I think. Uh, my birthday's the 15th of November. I think I released it like on the 13th. Mm-hmm. It was very close to not getting out before my 30th, yeah. uh, but made it happen. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, that came out of nowhere for me. No, I actually haven't read anything with it because mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, oh, I released a book. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people, I was talking to my sister at Labor Day weekend or Memorial Day or whatever, and... I had mentioned it briefly and she's like, oh, wait, you released a book? I'm like, does nobody know? Like, did I not tell anybody? And then I went back in my Facebook and I literally didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Like, it just happened and <laughs> nobody knew. Yeah. So I actually like put a post about it. So yep. now people actually know it exists. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I, I, if you do an audiobook, I might read it. Uh, otherwise, I probably won't consume it. No, no offense to you. Yeah. I just don't read, you know? No. Thanks. Not at all. Not at all. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the the majority of the stuff. I do streaming still. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I became, it's either part, partnered or affiliated or whatever. It's the lowest tier one. Um, but I can get subscribers and, and I get paid to do that. And 100% of anything that I make gets donated to uh, Extra Life at, at the Extra Life time of year. Um and that 100% of that goes to Boston Children's Hospital. So um, I also did a, a tournament for Extra Life uh, and was on Team Good, um, who's part of Minecraft. And he's actually the CEO. And we were going up against like Jack Patillo from Achievement Hunter and like really big name, huge streamers. And we actually won the whole thing. And we had a very small like, 12 person team and we were going up against some teams who had like 50 plus people um we we ended up winning the uh it was like a design contest for for in minecraft so i was i was really proud of that that was a really cool thing um and that community is pretty amazing as well so mm-hmm. um just continuing to to try and and put a lot of a lot of the good stuff back out into the world um, yeah. the plunge podcast uh, we've talked to them several times Mm-hmm. trying to help them out and be be a part of that and their mission for that did the actual polar plunge this year um in february jumped into the freezing cold ocean uh so that was that was a lot of fun too and i look i'm excited to do that again this coming year all right actually the first, this is, that does remind me of two things about myself maybe that i've worked on uh one you actually brought up earlier uh with the reaction videos yeah uh, so I've done some reaction videos to like songs and some uh, shows like anime and uh, 
also Westworld, uh, which is a great show. Uh, and I have some out there. If you go to my website and you look at like the Vimeo link. So I have a bunch of stuff on there from Vimeo because uh, YouTube, I couldn't get past the copyright stuff. Like it was still fair use, but YouTube is very, very picky about that kind of stuff. So I just was not adept at doing it. Uh, might start posting stuff because I have like hours and hours and hours. Like I have like what are like eight shows, like fully recorded for reaction content. And yeah, but but there's a couple shows up there that I think are really good that I did reactions to. Uh, one is called Citrus. It's about uh, two stepsisters that uh, fall in love. Uh, it's an anime. It's great. Uh, it's super cringy. I, I watched it to torture myself, uh, and it worked. It really did. Uh, and then I also have one up there for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, one for Konosuba Season 1. Uh, both, both really good shows. Uh, and then another thing, I, I've, I've had a bunch of projects I've half done. Uh, like, I have like a, I don't know, half a book written on memes and uh, mimetic theory, which I'm kind of devising. Uh, eventually, I need to get that out. Uh, some pro other projects to do with memes. Uh, and then there's also a book I have half done on epistemology, uh, which I kind of like got halfway through. I'm like, uh, you know, like I got most of it down and then the rest of it's getting very uh, technical, which I think I showed you some of that. And you're like, this is like good, but extremely, extremely typical. And yeah. like, yep. But uh, that, I don't know, that's just my style of writing for that kind of stuff. So Eventually, I'll finish that stuff up or I'll just move to other projects. I think for the future, what I'm looking to do is probably get a job in programming and kind of start working on different programming aspects and maybe trying to finish some of these projects I have started and kind of just, just start closing books and kind of maybe opening some other books. Because I think a lot of the thoughts and ideas I've had have been good and valid. It's just a matter of like following through with them because... Mm. Even when I was younger, this has been my my kind of crux is I get into something and then I get halfway and then lose interest. Like I start learning how to draw. I get somewhat all right at drawing, like, you know, pr pretty decent. And then I just move on to animation, you know, which I guess is drawing in some way. But then I move into programming and then I move into, uh, you know, strength training. Then I move into music. Then I move into like I just keep moving around and can never stay mm -hmm. put. But the issue with that is I never actually finished anything and yeah. never actually fully fleshed out any ideas. Uh, so th I think that's probably the big thing I'm looking for to the future uh, to kind of do. And maybe to improve a couple of things with the way I communicate and my voice. Because I'm just jealous of your voice meter. It, your voice is just so nice. No, nah, dude, you got a good you got a good voice. Don't 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 forsake that. Um no, I, I think I'm very much the same in that regard that jump from thing to thing. And the I think the difference is that I will finish the project I'm doing before jumping to the next thing for the most part. So not like having that closure allows me to move on to the next thing. And it just feels but I also have to like push through things quickly because I know if I don't, I might end up abandoning a project that I'm actually happy with. Um, and then it's just understanding, like, by the time I'm done with it, hopefully 
I don't like the thing I made anymore because I'm better now. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the whole idea of life is to continue to push forward. And looking back, you're like, okay, things were dumb. I was dumb. Uh, but the only reason you know that is because you're better now, continuing mm-hmm. to be better and better and better. And that's kind of the the mindset I'm trying to have now is to continue to push forward and be better every mm-hmm. day. Um, not, And every day isn't, a, isn't gains. Some days you, you take losses. Some days you slide back a bit. But it's an overall progress towards towards being better. Uh-huh. Um, and I had to learn that really hard through weight loss journey, trying to to lose weight over time. It's like every day I don't wake up and the scale is lower. I, I was at 215 for like a month and a half, uh-huh. even though I was not eating enough calories and I was exercising. I was staying there and I was stuck there for so long and it was very frustrating. Uh, and then fluctuating between that and 220 and now I'm down between 210 and 215. So it's it's a process, not necessarily a, an immediate thing. Exactly, like Zach, like Zach Delcourt says, continuous improvements. Uh, but I think that kind of rounds out my mm-hmm. thoughts. I mean, I could probably talk Me a bit, but I, I don't know. I'm very self-reflective, but not at the same time. Yeah. No, I think I think this has been a, a great conversation. Kind of wrap up five years worth of worth of content. Talk about all of the things. Kind of catch up to to where from where we were to where we are to where we want to be. And then in five years, we'll do it again and and take a look. Maybe we'll even take a look at this. We'll do a reaction video to this video uh, or this recording and be like, oh wow, we we're nowhere compared to where we are now. I think my ho- main hope is that five years from now. I'll be able to grow a beard. Mm-hmm. That would be impressive. <laughs> well, just take the next five years and don't shave. And <laughs> it takes a while to like actually have it come in. It it sucks for a little bit, dude. You just gotta you gotta. Okay. Unfortunately, go through the shitty part. <laughs> okay. To get to the good stuff. Maybe I'm not patient enough. The probably yeah. it's probably accurate. It's gonna look bad for a while. Uh-huh. It will. Yeah. But then it'll look good. Right. Right. Okay. Well, if you definitely like the video or podcast or whatever this is, you know, please leave a like. If you want, wait, what show is this? Is this? This is We Need to Talk. Oh, wait, sorry. I thought I was doing a Pep and Reacts video. So if you love the video, like, you know, Pep and Reacts <laughs> does take donations. Shit. Head on over to pepandreacts.com. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> React. Dot com. I don't think this is. Not yet. Not yet. Well, I think I like Pepin.com or something like that. Or maybe it's uh something like that. Pepin.com. No, that's real names. Oh, that's maybe N Pepin. One of those annoying ones. But anyway. Anyway. Anyway, uh you guys definitely have a great day. Uh and hey Pepin. Yeah. So I was thinking about how things progressed. And aren't we progressions in ourselves? Since the Big Bang, since the universe? I don't know. I mean, the Big Bang was a long time ago. There was that TV show, and then there was that guy who was part of the Partridge family and the birds and Alfred Hitchcock. Wait, Alfred Hitchcock? Yeah, you know, the guy with the face and jacket. Oh, Nate, we need to talk. <laughs>